0: So, basically, I've just turned 20 a month ago. (laughs) I'm addicted to alcohol and nicotine, have developed a paralyzing fear of being alone, have cut off all of my friends for the time being, and shit just sucks, and these are one of those times where shit just really, really fucking sucks. And I had to do all of these things for one main purpose, and that's the purpose of this podcast. So, disclaimer, this, it's really just going to be me talking out of my pure brain for God knows how long, so there will be pauses where I'm thinking of what else to say, I haven't written shit down or anything. I'm literally just sitting down and talking. So, disclaimer over. So, I've had to do many of those things including the cutting off of my friends and deleting social media f- and starting a podcast for main for one main goal. And that is to get better. So, quick background information. So, last weekend, me and my friends did 40 hands. And if you don't know what 40 hands is, or Cass, if you're old as shit now and you're listening to this and you don't remember what it is. Basically, you t- duct tape two 40s to your hands and you can't take them off or piss or do anything unless you finish both of them. So, I hate beer. I cannot fucking stand beer. So, I walk into my little gas station hotspot where I'm great friends with the <laughs> the cashier man because as I said previously, I am an alcoholic. I'm addicted to alcohol. And I I've stumbled across Mike Hard's Lemonade. And usually my GoPro for shit like this is Truly Tall Boys. But I looked at the alcohol percentage for um, the lemonade, the Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I saw that it was basically double the alcohol percentage of Truly. So I said, fuck yeah, I'm getting shit-faced tonight. And so I showed up and the cans and they're tall boys so these are huge fucking cans and I had them duct taped to me and I don't even know if I finished the last one. I really don't know. All I remember really is bawling outside, crying over my ex-girlfriend as I do when I drink heavily and Something clicked in my brain. I woke up the next morning, and I think the Mike's Hard Lemonade did some shit to my brain. (laughs) Maybe it is brain damage, but kind of in a good way. I just woke up the next day at my friend's house, Brett, my man. And first of all, I was widely fucking hungover, so that sucked. Went to Waffle House with Tony and evan I felt like shit the whole time and really i went home didn't even take a shower because i just felt like shit to be honest i just wanted to be out i wanted to be unconscious as soon as possible and i made the decision really that fuck this <laughs> fuck all of this i'm tired of being I'm tired of drinking myself to sobbing all the time. I'm tired of feeling awful about myself. I could see myself turning into a very bad person again. And when I say again, this happened, I would say, junior year of high school. That was when I was a very, very bad person. And what I mean by that, I was very, very mean. I was mean, very self-sabotaging, self-sabotage, fuck, fuck if I know how to say that. Pushed everyone away because I was so fucking mean and I was not a good person. And I woke up the next day after the damage the Mike Hard Lemonades did to me and I realized I have become this person again and or I'm turning into this person. And that's why I have made the decision to cut all of my friends off for the time being. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of guilt right now about this. And really, my friends are fucking awesome my friends are the coolest people ever. They're so sweet. They're kind. They're very, very giving, specifically Claire and Brett. And I can't be an awesome friend to them and like affect their lives po- like positively the way their lives deserve to be positively affected if I'm like this and if I'm turning into this person. So that's why I had to do that. And shit sucks. It does. Obviously, I miss my friends. But I need to go through this whole rebirth process where I get clean. I eventually wean myself off the nicotine. I develop and develop a very healthy relationship with myself because bottom line is I don't like myself and in my opinion I think liking yourself is one of the most important things in the universe that you need to be able to do because if you don't you don't like yourself you don't like the things you do you don't think you're attractive you're obviously you're going to be insecure And this insecurities affects your relationships, it affects even your work life, it affects basically everything because you're second questioning yourself, you think I don't deserve this, I don't deserve any of my friends, I don't deserve you know the life that I have and then yeah goes into suicidal thinking which obviously fucking sucks but I'm still alive and i think that's really awesome because i was very extremely suicidal about 2 days ago and i think this has been the clo- one of the closest times i've tried to kill myself since i was a teenager like early teens and i've had tried i've tried ki- like trying to kill myself twice in my life One of those times, I was 12, and I took a whole bottle of pills, don't even fucking remember, and I slept for about 18 hours, and then my mom woke me up from school, and I was really, really lethargic, and the meds wore off, and I ended up being fine. Never told anyone, though, and then I think there was another time, I was 14, maybe, I did try to drown myself, which sounds crazy, but, you know, and it sounds stupid, because you can't drown yourself. Like, your body physically won't allow yourself to, like, keep your head underwater. Because, you know, it's your body's instinct to survive. So, I came very, very close. Not to scare any, like, of my close friends listening to this. I I got better. I Then I had the epiphany and shit. So, yeah, I literally, like, Googled, like, well, taking a whole bottle of Tylenol will kill me. And Google said, well, yes, but you you will die an excruciating death. And I was like, well, I don't really want to do that. So, I it kind of turned me off on the whole dying idea. And I was like, well, I'll, maybe I'll think of another way. <laughs> Which sounds crazy, but... You know, I'm I'm doing okay now, but anyways, Cass, I know you're listening to this in the future, but, and you're, and you're going to think in the future, I was never addicted to alcohol, and, but the truth is, you really are, you really are, Cass, and here's why. So alcohol starts off, you know, I'm in college, I'm having a great time, I feel funny, I feel happy and giggly, yada, 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 and it's it's like that for a while, and then eventually you start using it as an escape, and that is exactly what happened to me every time I was sad I wanted to drink because I wasn't able to let my feelings out at all and it's not because my friends aren't listeners they're not nice it's nothing nothing like that at all I have a really hard time expressing my feelings and I used alcohol as a tool to do that and that's not okay bottom line it's not okay and I started you know I would go out get a drink like go to the gas station you know whatever like just casually bring it to my friend's house like oh hey you guys like want to get drunk (laughs) and yeah kind of started out like that And then, you know, I started texting my friends, like, hey, you want to drink tonight? Like, I kind of had a bad day. And then Brett would be like, I'm not depressive drinking. And I was like, well, fuck off. (laughs) Which is mean. I didn't actually say that, but in my brain, I was like, well, fuck. Because I I didn't want to drink alone in my room. I wanted to have the fun aspect of alcohol. So in the past, I have tried to moderate it. You know, by, oh, I'll only have two drinks, whatever. And that is not how addiction works. If I have the two drinks, I'm going to want more and I'm going to have more. And so that's why I'm cutting it completely out. And the goal is to be completely clean from it for six months at first and that's really when i'm going to evaluate myself or i'm going to like talk to my therapist and evaluate it and then maybe we'll determine if um i need to do more because eventually i i want to have an okay relationship with alcohol in the future i want to be able to like have drinks with friends but not get plastered and cry I want to have like wine with a dinner but not finish the whole bottle. So that's one of my goals for right now. And there is a complete chance of obviously me relapsing. And that that's okay. I know in the moment I'm going to feel really shitty about myself and probably will cry but it's weird to say i'm in recovery but i kind of am though and i'm doing this shit by myself and that's awesome like okay pat on the back to myself for catching it on this early and trying to change my life before it gets to the point where i can't go to a shift a work shift if i don't have a drink and there's people like that my uncle was like that and guess what he ended up shooting himself that was a lot to say and I'm sorry but it came out so I'm gonna leave it so yeah clearly alcohol addiction runs in my family and pat to myself for catching it on and doing something about it you know and I've tried in the past but I'm really, really, really cracking down the hammer on myself because I feel like as though I have learned my lesson and that is one of, and that's what the, also what the podcast is for, like learning lessons and then sometimes you forget and, you know, I can just really come back to this and re-listen and hear my thoughts that I said before and be refreshed and then keep going. So yeah, give yourself some fucking credit sometimes, dude. Like, shit is hard. Shit sucks. And yeah. Sorry to really dive deep into the alcohol addiction part of my life. But it is a very, very big part of my life right now. And here's my opinion on this. And you can agree or not agree but i also view kind of mental illness as an addiction in a way specifically depression and this sounds crazy to people who have never really experienced depression or mania or like anything really but you kind of get addicted to it because it's really all you've ever known i have been i've experienced depression since i was 10 that's when the bipolar um symptoms started showing for me and it shows earlier for some people and it shows even later for some people but for 10 that was me and you know, I didn't get diagnosed until I was 18 because therapists, psychiatrists, they can't diagnose personality disorders if you're below 18. I'm not sure if it's a law, but it's or if it's like an a unspoken rule, but they don't. And if your psychiatrist or therapist, like whatever, like diagnoses you with a personality disorder before 18 I would find someone else and get a second opinion but you know and that's what makes it really 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 hard to like know what is wrong like when it's things are wrong and you need help and it's extremely fucking hard to crawl out of this hole that you have like dug you haven't even like really dug yourself into it maybe some ways but it's like all of a sudden you're standing and then imagine you're walking on the street this happens on the news all the time and then bam there's a sinkhole and you're at the bottom of it and you're dead or you're alive like who knows but that's basically the best way I can describe depression from my point of view and you can't really Get yourself out you need like a fire department to come get you out of the sinkhole or you know maybe like someone like a bystander comes and like pulls you out i'm not really sure if people like have somewhat cured their clinical depression just like by themselves i haven't really read any cases or anything like that or heard about it and if you have or you know like that's awesome that's an insane amount of self-will Um, but mostly you need medication and you need therapy and when you're 12 you don't really get that I mean sometimes you do but therapy and medication is a huge huge privilege and a lot of people can't afford it there might like someone might be living in a small fucking farm town like why would a small farm town like oh I just had an accident there why would a small farm town have a therapist you know so you know once you are kind of able to know what's wrong you know and even somehow get help it's just really fucking hard and sometimes you don't even want to be helped because you are so used to feeling like that, and you're so kind of, like, connected to it, I would say. Because, you know, if you lived so many ways like that for so many days and years, you just get addicted to it. And just, like, the same way with alcohol, drugs, it's a fu- like mental illness is 100% a, d- a disease, just, like, alcohol addiction is a disease, you know, addiction is a disease, like, point blank, and, you know, it just fucking sucks, and I'm really, really, really bad about going to therapy and taking my medications. I'm gonna be completely honest, I'm not doing any of that right now, and that's because you know, as I said before, it's a privilege to get that help, and you know, thank God, I have awesome medical insurance because my dad was in the military, but even still, I remember the last time I picked up my medication it was I don't even know how much of a supply it was. it was a hundred dollars, and like thank God. I was living at home at this time, and thank God I, like, kind of asked my mom to go pick it up. I, th- usually it's 30 bucks, around 30, 40 bucks, just for the medication that's not even including the goddamn therapy, and dude, if I would have went to that HEB, and they were like, it's gonna be 100 bucks, I would have had to, let like, leave, because I really never have 100 bucks on me, Because I get extremely manic and I spend a lot on food, alcohol, clothing, whatever. But my parents don't really believe in mental illness at all. And that's really crushing. I don't know if it's like a generation difference or just the way they were raised. But they just... I told, I've never told my dad this, but, you know, the whole having bipolar disorder thing, but my sister checked, this is when I, like, first got diagnosed, my sister, like, checked up on me, I think I posted something on my Instagram that was, like, kind of sad, and then she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I just got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and she was like, no fucking way, me and my, and she said my other sister's name, too. Um, so it wasn't all in my head as my parents, mostly my mom, made it out to be. It's a genetic thing. And clearly, it ran through my dad's side, which is really misfortunate, honestly. And for a long time, it kind of stopped me from wanting to have children, like physically have children. But I don't know. I'm 50-50 on it. I really would love to have a kid and have it looked like me and, like, raise it. Like, that's kind of, like, narcissistic. But I think it would be an awesome thing to experience at least once. And what really holds me back is the fact that I have a kid or multiple kids and the chance of them developing it. No, know, Like knowing all the suffering I've been through. And a part of me thinks, well, I know that I have it. I'm understanding of it. I, you know, like I can watch for the signs as early as their toddlers. To the, up to their 18. And like if anything is wrong, like if I notice anything, I'll get them, you know, to professional um child psychologist play therapy whatever and I'll catch it and I'll get them the medication but really it's no matter if you do therapy or medication it's always going to be kind of like a fight to the death thing and I've been mad at my I've been mad at my parents before for not aborting me as probably most young adults feel sometimes and I'm scared if I have a child and they know I'm bipolar and they end up receiving the genetic trait, I would hate for my child to hate me for having them, like, knowing. So, you know, obviously, adoption's always an option, especially, you know, I'm gay. But, yeah, yeah that was a lot to spew. My bad. <laughs> so I don't really want to go much deeper into mental illness like and specifically bipolar disorder for right now. I I kind of have like another episode planned for that where I really 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 like dive deep into it. And really, like, apply, you know, what I've learned at school to it. But, you know, that was a sneak peek. And, you know, that was really something I kind of needed to get off my chest. And I just wanted to talk about, like, some of it. Bottom line? Okay, we're finally going to get <laughs> into the turning 20 part. And lately what prompted this really was when I was 19 and I kind of had this debilitating fear of not being a teenager anymore and since being on TikTok a lot I've seen on my for you page a lot a lot of teenagers and you know new 20-year-olds feel like this and and it's like why why well all throughout our lives We kind of have, you know, through the media we watch and the schools and the schools we go to and the colleges we go to, there's this notion that by your 20s, you're going to have your shit together. You know, when you're a kid, you think, I'm going to have a house by 20 or, you know, I'm going to have, you know, this awesome, well-paying job. I'm going to be a doctor type of notion. And a lot of it is kind of through media and the way our parents raise us. You know, like personally, my dad my dad is a first generation Mexican. I don't know, I think it's first generation. Well, my grandparents are from Mexico. So, yeah, first or maybe second or would I be second? I don't really remember. Well, anyways, Education has always, always been a very important thing that's been drilled into my mind. You know, oh, like, you sh- you need to be a doctor, you need to be an engineer, you need to be an astrophysics, you know, you have to be something great. And for... And that works for a lot of people, like a lot of people who do get drilled that into their, you know, his like their Hispanic parents, whatever. But for a lot of people, it doesn't work out like that. And that is something most parents don't tell you. And that's something that I've had to come to terms with because a lot of of the reason like the main reason why I've been in this depression state is I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And you know guess what? No one fucking knows what they're doing. Like we we're only 20 or tw- in our 20s or late teens. I don't fucking know how old you are whatever. I assume you're 20, but literally no one knows what they're fucking doing and I'm gonna use Claire as an example for this I would look at Claire all the time and you know just think like Claire has her shit together and that's what I thought and that was my perspective you know Claire has her shit together you know she has a passion for writing for journalism for fashion for music like she knows what she loves and she knows what she's going to do and she's a really fucking talented writer i i think she won an award i feel like she has or maybe i'm thinking of someone else but you know i'm pretty sure she has won an award for her writing well anyways i would look at claire and her accomplishments or you know any of like of my other friends and i would just feel so shitty about myself all the time I'm like, I'm studying psychology, I want to be a therapist, because it's something that I think I'd be amazing at, but at the same time, I'm not, I don't think I'd be a good therapist, like, you know, I'm addicted to alcohol, I'm addicted to all these things, I feel like shit all the time, you know, how am I gonna be an amazing therapist if I feel like that all the time? And you know, didn't think I was gonna make it to graduate school, who fucking knows if I will, and you know what, who cares, I'll figure out shit, I'll figure out how to get a license, or if I ended up not liking therapy, and I did four years of college for this major for no reason, you know what, fuck it, that's fine, you know, at least, like, I learned some shit in my classes, and, you know, I did some of the work, and I made great friends, you know, you know, going to university has been, like, it's been great even though it hasn't been great a lot and nothing is going to be great all the time and for a lot of perfectionists that is really hard to acknowledge but it's the truth and I need to hear it and you need you need to hear it specifically but and it's fucking fine it's fine that you don't know it's fine if you don't know what you're doing it's fine if you know, you kind of hate what you're studying. Well, if you really, really hate it, you know, I would really suggest switching your major. (laughs) Um, But if it's too late for switching your major, fuck it, finish the degree and, you know, you'll find something else. You'll be okay. Like, I promise. Um, But. And you know what? I'm, I'm gonna be really, really nice to myself for a minute or two or less. I, you know, even though recently I haven't thought I would make a great therapist. Um you know, just because, you know, I get too depressed to show to class, you know, I'm doing all this shit that's really bad for me. And But the thing is, the thing what I think separates me from a lot of my peers is that I think I have a lot of experience with dealing with shit like this. And I think empathy... And just knowing what your clients are going through. Obviously, I'm not going to know what every client in the future, if I do go actually going to therapy, well, I'm not going to be able to know everything. Like, for example, I've never had an eating disorder ever, or I've never had schizophrenia, even though it runs in my family. Um, hopefully, I don't develop schizophrenia. That would really be the cherry on top. But if that happens, I'll deal with it. Um... You know, and a lot of it is really imposter syndrome that I've recently learned that term. And I'll go into that later. But I think I am really, really smart. I'm really smart. I am just, like, fighting for my life for years. And, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people in psychology have never known what that is like maybe they've had you know like a sibling with mental illness or a parent with mental illness and that's why they went to therapy or they simply go into therapy or psychology um simply because they just want to help people and you know that is a very very huge goal of mine as well I've always you know like wanted to help people fun fact I originally went to college to become a doctor number one I wanted to help people in some way and number two it's what my parents or what my dad really wanted me to be and thank god I got out of the whole being a doctor thing but but yeah I am really really smart and I always have been really um ever since I was a kid You know, I was in the, not to brag, but I was in the gifted child program thing in elementary school. You know, so that proved that I was smart. I promise, guys, that I am smart. I promise. Anyways, I'm smart. I am just exhausted. I'm exhausted. And I'm fucking sure, like, you are too. I mean, we jumped from elementary to middle school to high school and then straight to college and we all kind of just picked a major well I kind of just picked a major really um I'm pretty sure (laughs) there's people out there who picked a major and they stuck with it all four years but no I changed my major five times and that's okay I found something that worked for me finally and something that I enjoy doing yeah but yeah I think one huge thing I need to remember and what a lot of people need to remember is that you are not your parents dream and you shouldn't I know this is extremely hard it is easier said than done for sure but you shouldn't let anyone live their dreams throughout you And I think my dad really, really, really tried living his dreams through me because I was the first in my family to go to a four-year university. Um, My sister is a teacher, but I think she just went to, like, community college and, like, somehow got her teacher's certification. Um, But I'm the only, you know, out of five kids, I, I'm i pretty, pretty sure the first in my family to go to college, to go to university, and that comes with a shit ton of pressures, you know, I come home, they, you know, my parents, my family, my grandparents, my cousins, my aunts, they're like, oh, like, how's college, you know, like, um, you doing good in school, and And I kind of have to put on this whole act and, you know, yeah, yeah, it's going great. It's going awesome. And it is going great a lot of the times, but not really at all a lot. You know, I'm not doing great in my classes. I'm doing okay. I'm managing it. But I'm not doing as great as they think I am. And obviously, I can't help but feel guilty about it. But... I'm trying like I'm doing it and I will on my goddamn life I will get this fucking bachelor's degree I am not turning back all of this shit I've gone through halfway through to get this degree I am not not gonna get this degree at this point (laughs) you know it's really really hard to except that obviously your parents want the very best for you. Of course, every parent wants their kid, you know, to be to reach their fullest potential and to own a house someday and to have a very nice car and to take care of them um, you know, when they're old, you know, be able to financially do that. And you are not your parents dream and neither am I like I'm my own fucking person and yeah I'm gonna feel guilty you know especially with the whole you know our my family Our I came to America to give us a better life and I'm eternally grateful for that 100% um I'm so grateful for that And to be able to go to college. And to be able, you know, to have a car even though it doesn't have air conditioning at all. And I'm grateful that my parents have done everything for me. But... And it feels guilty to like... To... It feels guilty to kind of like reject them even though they've done all these things for you it's really really hard but sometimes expectations they put on you is just it's a lot it's a lot you can't tell someone who they're going to be the best you can do as a parent is give them the resources nurture them tell them it's going to be okay that they'll love you no matter what And then see what happens. That, in my opinion, is the best thing a parent can do. Instead of, you know, putting all these, you know, bringing, like, the pressures of, like, you know, we came to America to do this for you. And kind of, like, using it on you. Is that, like, gaslighting? I don't know. But... But, you know, it's not just a cultural thing. You know, it is mainly common, you know, in Hispanics and, you know, Asians and any immigrant, um, any immigrant family, really. But, you know, fuck it. It's really common in white parents, too. Like, I had a friend growing up. Her parents were both white. And holy shit, I thought my life was fucking pressure. This poor girl's life, her whole life was pressure. Holy shit. Like, I wonder if she's okay today. Like, where is she now? Is she, I hope she's in therapy. I hope her, she found her way to therapy. Because even at the age of, I'm gonna say like 10, even I knew like, holy fuck, that's a lot. Even my parents are doing that shit to me. Um, you know, a lot of people can relate a lot, and especially at this age when, you know, we're in our 20s, we're flying out of the nest, a lot of us have flown out of the nest. Um, I'm not officially flown out of the nest yet, but, you know, by August, that's kind of when I'm officially going to be gone if like everything goes right and I'm not in a shit ton of debt later and I can't find a job you know of course I can come to my mom's house I just don't plan on it because I don't like my hometown but if it comes down to that you know whatever but (laughs) yeah so quick summary of the lesson we learned today um get help for the alcohol shit know know yourself and know when you need to do something about yourself and know it comes to a point where you need to stop making excuses And just start bettering yourself already. You know, I know, I know it's extremely, extremely hard. I've tried multiple times as well. I know, you know, just one more drink or, you know, like, it's fine if I don't go to class, blah, blah, blah. Or it's fine that this happened. I'm depressed. Well, yeah, but... You gotta, you gotta start, you know, you gotta start doing something about it. You need to start bettering yourself. You, everyone deserves to have a great life. And everyone deserves to take care of themselves. Um, bottom line, everyone deserves it. And you need to be nicer to yourself. I need to be nicer to myself, especially, And, you know, being 20 kind of sucks at first. But at the same time, I feel like it's a whole new era. And with a whole new era, I think is a huge opportunity for growth. And a lot of, like, self-realization. You know, you can kind of look at it as like, oh, my teen years ended. Shit fucking sucked. My 20s are probably going to suck. But at least I know now and I can start doing something about it and I can start bettering myself and I can start becoming more um resilient to things that happen to me. And, you know, start taking care of myself. Start working out. Working out is so important for you. And I'm gonna go this week. I'm not fucking lying, I am, because I know how good it is for your brain and for your body. Um, do your little fucking self care shit at night that helps a lot and showering helps a lot it's hard to get the ball rolling but once you do it's only gonna move faster and faster or like you know when I don't think anyone has lived in the north but I used to live in Pennsylvania and if you roll down a snowball down a hill it'll build up momentum and more and it'll get bigger and that's exactly what's gonna happen and yeah you're gonna fuck up you're gonna feel shitty about yourself a lot But as long as you're still trying, you're still making progress. And that's always a great thing. And, you know, you know, don't let anyone tell you who you're going to be, what you're going to study, you know, where you're going to end up. And if you have no fucking clue, that's fine. I promise you, you'll be fine. I think enough people don't tell each other you're gonna be fine if you don't know what you're doing because guess what you'll figure it out you will eventually figure out if you're thinking so much about it and you're going through life like I promise you're gonna figure it out and I feel like I'm starting to finally figure it out now that alcohol isn't clouding my brain which is awesome and I'm glad I haven't had drinks lately so I feel like I'm done talking and that was That was a lot to unpack, especially for a first episode, but it felt really, really fucking good, and I'm gonna keep doing it, and if people literally, like, search it up and make fun of me, I don't even care. This is a form of therapy. It's like I'm talking to myself, and I'm getting my thoughts out, and it's so much fun, and I had fun doing it, and that's what matters, and what matters is that it helped me a lot, and I think doing this will really hold myself accountable and learn and really reflect on things and just you know learn and be a better person and take what I've learned and just keep going with life and you know it's awesome that's in recording form so I can just like if I lose my path as I said I can really just go back and listen to what I originally thought and be reminded even though I am in a cloudy state of mind or if I'm just like feeling helpless, which I'm sure I'll feel helpless in the future. There's, you know, you're a human being. You're going to feel fucking helpless and depressed sometimes. Um, and I'm really happy for myself for putting things aside, you know, just for myself, you know, reading books again and just enjoying the simple shit that I feel like I never enjoyed anymore, just because I was so focused on, you know, who's doing what, who thinks what, you know, what is this person doing right now, I want to hang out with you, um, it's really the simple things in life, like, shit, I remember, you know, I feel like that's irrelevant, so I'm not even gonna say it, but here's to being fucking 20 being in my 20s for the rest of for 10 years now here's to not knowing what i'm doing but also figuring it out and here's to being nicer to myself taking care of myself and holding and the main part really is holding myself accountable and having self-control so i'm gonna leave it at that because i'm getting sleepy and i think that was all that i really had to say so no one to stop take care of yourself also one last thing happy 20th birthday Cass. you crazy bitch make 20 a good one you know what to do take care of yourself <laughs>